Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. And I have been in every episode. I haven't missed a single one. You sure haven't. Consistency. You have stellar attendance. Let me tell you, okay, funny story. In, I think it was first grade, I walked in to the award ceremony at the end of the year, right? Like for the entire elementary school. And like I walked past... And there was this like table and there was like six just medals on the table. And I was like, oh man, I wonder what those are for. Those are, those are awesome. It'd be so like, man, those look cool. And then it turns out what they were for was for perfect attendance. And they were calling the people up and they called my name and I was like, what? You had had no idea. You had perfect attendance. I had perfect attendance. I had no idea when I got one of the medals and I was like, this is the best. Oh my gosh. I always felt like perfect attendance was one of the least attainable school accolades. Like I think, uh, at my, at my fifth grade graduation, I got every single award that Lee M Wade elementary school Mm -hmm. awarded with the exception of perfect attendance. Well, just know that in first grade, I had perfect attendance at Lee M. Wade Elementary School and I got a medal That's <laughs> and it was the best because it was so great because I saw the medal ahead of time and was like, I covet this more than anything. And then it turns out that I had unintentionally won it by going to school every day. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I had one kid in my fifth grade graduating class who had perfect attendance for all of elementary school. Dude, I remember at some point in high school, there was like, I think it was two grades ahead of me. There was like randomly two people who were about to graduate who had perfect attendance their whole life. Jeez. They had never missed a day of school. And I was like, whoa, that's unbelievable. Also, how sad they never had a single sick day. I know. Like, man. Missing out on the glory yeah, that pe- is not are, having to compete with your two brothers to play Diablo 2 all day. Only only having to compete with your parents' sensibilities versus <laughs> how sick you are and how much you should be allowed to do whilst you're sick. Yeah. 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 How much how much is okay there? Speaking of that, actually though, I do I do have an interesting uh story that I want to bring up because we had a we had a Discord topic that was submitted oh. this week. And I think it's a funny one because it's an example of a time mom got really mad at me and I have <laughs> 
absolutely no defense whatsoever. Oh no. What did you, what is this? Okay. So the, the, let me, let me read the questions. So What's from Cajun dreams who says, uh, Valentine's day is coming up. Any funny moments that happened while on a date can be oh, before no. or after marriage. And so I actually thought about this a lot. Cause like when we were recording the episode of the pop for the vinyl, one of the things that I was like, Oh man, it'd be really funny to tell like our worst date story or, or like, worst, yeah. like what's like a really like juicy topic that like we could include that like maybe for some reason we hadn't touched on in the past. So spoilers for those waiting on their finals. Um, this is not on there. Yeah, no, we don't um, talk about that. We don't. We don't <laughs> talk about that. We talk about other things. It's a very good episode. But um, this this particular instance, I felt like was it was just like a whole bunch of bad happenstance sort of maybe not even a whole bunch of that one really particular thing happened okay i am so curious where the story is going oh my i think that mom was mad at you for something that happened on a date you were on yeah oh goodness yeah yeah. what did you do okay okay so (laughs) i i for whatever reason this was my like my dating in high school but like i never ever ever dated people who went to my high school mm-hmm. it was almost like and I, I don't know i don't know why it wasn't on it wasn't on purpose it wasn't that like the people that i could have dated like that there was it wasn't i don't know there, like there were great people at cave spring high school like i don't know why like it always happened that i was dating people that went to other schools but i did which also meant that a huge amount of like my high school like just life was driving to like the far reaches of the surrounding counties yeah. where these other people lived, right? which I know you're familiar with. Cause yeah. I'm, yeah. Cause before you could drive, I had to drive you there. <laughs> right. You are exactly right. You yeah, are. Yeah. I know how much you loved that. Yeah. It was a blast, <laughs> but, um, there was this one, there was, oh, this is there. There was a girl named angel that I went on a date with. I do know where the story is going now. Yeah, I remember Angel. Yeah, and she lived she lived like a quality 40 minutes from home. <laughs> and I remember Everywhere was a quality 40 minutes from home when I had to, This was the, the problem with driving you places was that it took 30 to 40 minutes to get there. And then typically your date would only last about two hours or something. Yeah. And so I had to drive you there, which was time consuming, but then I had to drive back. Right. And then I also had to drive back and, and then, then drive back. back. Yeah. <laughs> so it was four ways of travel for me. Uh, two of those like cut into the intervening time. You know, so if it's like two hour date and I got to spend an hour driving all the way back home and back out to you, then I really have like one hour at home. Jay, you know? Look at it this way. How much better at driving did you get? Oh, I like marginally significantly any. better. <laughs> it's good practice. <laughs> Two in, I think one of these though. Did you get a speeding ticket on one of these particular occasions oh, on the parkway? I feel like if I did, no, I don't think I, I never got a speeding ticket on the parkway because that is like then at like state level or federal or something. I think it's federal. It's federal. Yeah. yeah. So I I was always real stingy about speeding on the parkway because like oh man that's federal as if getting a regular local speeding ticket was any less worse. Any less worse. Any less worse. I mean, I guess it is, but it's not good in any way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe that didn't happen, but I thought it did. So anyway, I think I can let that off my conscience. There that's, you go. That's like one. I just got lighter. Wow. Got lighter. Wow. Okay. So okay. I can't. About- I can't take this one off my conscience though. And, and, and mom, who I'm sure is listening to this episode, <laughs> will remember this evening. Um, but it was a night. I think I snuck out of the house, possibly, or maybe I wasn't supposed to be there, or something. But um, 
at this point in time, I had li- my license. I was driving my incredible Isuzu Trooper, which I had affectionately named Sue. Sue. And um, I had driven out to the far reaches, uh, the outer rim, as it were. <laughs> I've been in a big Star Wars mood lately, so I am not surprised. I have a feeling I know why, but we can talk about that later. We'll, anyway. ta- we'll talk about that yeah. later. So yeah, I'm in the outer rim, and um, I, it's like one of these things where I don't know if like it, like I try to go back in my head as to like why I was so determined to like get to this place. Like it was I didn't actually end up dating this person like at all. I think this was maybe the only time I hung out with them. Um, but I, uh, was, was like really determined to go. And I remember getting there and I had to like park in like a parking lot for like a, like an abandoned building next to like the house or something, because maybe there wasn't a driveway. It's kind of like one of those, if you've ever like been there, like a busy street and you're like, who lives in that house? It's like this person lives in that house. Oh, okay. Um, angel. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I, you know, I go inside, I'd like hung out with her or whatever. It was like 1140 and I was like getting ready to like go and leave. And I go to open the door to Sue, the trooper, and I have locked my keys in the car. No. And it's just like, it's one of these situations where it's like, crap, 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 crap. How do like just how do I get out? Total crud buckets. Total. And, and there is nothing that drives me crazier than, than like needing to like for one needing to ask for help. Yeah. But in this case, needing to ask for help in a way that I knew was going to get me in a lot of trouble. Right. Cause um, there was like that. I presumably she could not drive you home. Yeah. She, she could not drive me home. I don't think she had her license yet. I, I think I had only just had mine for not very long. Um, but it was just like one of these like silly things where like the, um, the trooper didn't even have like a remote key start, like a, a, a remote lock or right. anything. So it was like this weird instance where I had apparently left my keys in the car, shut the door and somehow it locked. Right. Like, I mean, you can normally hit the electronic lock on the inside. Yeah, you could hit the electronic lock on the inside, but you'd yeah. have to be on the inside to hit the electronic lock. Right. But like, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, so I was opening the door, hit the electronic lock and then shut it. Yeah. I suppose that is possible. Yeah. Um, but you would also think that maybe this would happen to me more often or something. Um, I have no idea. This is the only time that ever happened to me. But so I'm, I'm in this situation where I'm like, I don't I don't have my keys like to the trooper and I'm going to have to call for help. And the only person I can call is mom. Who's not going to be happy about the fact that one, I'm not home and two, that I'm in the outer rim. Did do it. She didn't know you weren't home. No, I don't think so. Oh, I think, I think that that was part of the problem. Oh, and so I call mom who I then have to explain where I am, which is far away. She was sleeping oh, uh, no. at the time. So she gets into her minivan and drives all the way out there to pick me up. Which at this point in time is also just like kind of embarrassing, like yeah. because like you know now it's like I had to like call my mom to pick me up in her van, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what, like a, what went from being this kind of like cool romantic thing where you're like it's the middle of the night and my mom doesn't even know I'm out here and I drove so far and I can drive my own car and I just it was a little bit further away but I came to see you anyway turned into oh man I'm sorry I gotta call my mom. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and then, and then mom was was mad yeah i'd so, be mad too so it was it was embarrassing <laughs> for me and she was furious and Ooh. then i had to find a way to get out the next day to get the trooper yeah did she not i guess yeah she didn't bring like a spare key or i suppose she didn't i know i know that she didn't specifically because um 
I remember being in the car on, yeah, on yeah. the 40 minute um, drive home. Yeah, like so that's also not only is she bad, but then you got to sit in the car for 40 minutes. Just, just, what, just, just <laughs> plain stewing. Just like, oh boy. I'm surprised with like, did you call any other like friends to try and pick you up first? I don't know. I don't I mean that even that seems like incredibly logical. It, it is possible because part of the other problem I had in high school was that like because I was part of the GMA and like that was like my core group of friends when you guys all graduated because I'm the youngest. Yeah, it meant that like I and was shortest all, and <laughs> I'm not the shortest out of the GMA. No, is Mike? I think Mike is Mike is okay. but only barely, but like <laughs> <laughs> man, it is your duty. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you guys are brothers now. Like uh, right? sure, brothers yeah, yeah. Are, it is in fact your duty. <laughs> it is my duty. It is. Yep. Indeed. Um, where was it going with this? But yeah, so it is possible though that I was just completely left hanging. Like I didn't have anybody to call and that's, that's what happened. Oh, so boy. it wasn't, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't splendid. And mom's probably still mad at me about this. I bet she remembers it. I'm sure she remembers it. I'm sure it's just a funny story now though. All, you know, that's the thing too, though. Okay, this is the other thing. If we want to talk about the GMA for just one hot second, well, of course, is, is that I feel like so often our adventures as we were coming up, it's like they are the most fun stories to tell and relive because most of the time we were miserable. So it's like it's really funny because I yeah. almost feel like what what has happened is like the stories themselves are the prize. That's what you get. Well, that that is for sure such <clears throat> an absolute truth. And I think that we learned that so many times in a row in high school that it became like a that it like really ingrained in me that like suffering is very temporary <laughs> or oh, like sure. the kind of suffering you could possibly get into on most situations is pretty temporary. Like we go camping and it's cold outside and it rains, right? Okay. Um, the, the worst case scenario there is that you're cold for like six hours. Oh, sure. Like in the middle of the night while we're still out there. Like the worst case scenario is you have to pack up in the middle of the night and carry up a heavy wet sleeping bag up a hill and put it in your car and go home. Like it's, and sure enough, that will be terrible yeah. if and when it happens. But but by the next morning, it's basically over. <laughs> it's true. You know, like there that, that that I think was such like a truth to me. And I think that the the way that it carried into my like adult life was so different from like Beth's experiences at high school because she didn't like have these crazy middle of the night escapades where they were climbing mountains and falling down rivers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, so like when I go somewhere, I'm just like, it, it doesn't really matter if things go wrong because one, it'll be funny later. And two, it'll be okay either way. Even if things are going wrong, like even if you're getting rained on in the middle of the night in the woods, it's like, this, this is still okay. <laughs> it's still okay. It's still yeah. okay. Which actually fittingly. So um, the, the GMA actually just started discussing or, or like first little feelers into potentially doing a hike that I did last year, mm-hmm. which was the Linville Gorge, which yeah. is like the Grand Canyon of the East. Yeah. Um, if you'll recall, if you've been a long time pop listener, yeah. I did this particular hike last year with uh, John and Mike of the GMA and it was torturous. It was the hardest physical endeavor that I have ever done. Like it did pour rain in the middle of the night and was super cold and wet. No, not cold. It was very hot and wet, yeah. which almost is worse. Yeah. Um, it's sticky. And yet 
that the fact that it poured rain on us is not even like what I remember about this hike. Like that was, that was like not like the fact that we woke up the next morning and had to get ready in pouring rain and pack up our tent in pouring rain. And that like my boots were full of standing water because of the pouring rain. None of those were the problem. (laughs) Like, like I don't even think about the fact that those things happened. Um, it was just, it was excruciating. It was so hard. It was so difficult. And yet when John was like, Hey, should we do it again? I was like, yeah, we should do it again. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm there. I'll do it again. Let's go. And it's like, I think it's because I know, I just know that it's like, like if you go, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough, but, but we'll get to talk about it afterwards. Right. You get these to, are the stories. These are the experiences. These are the experiences. You got to go out and do it or it didn't happen. You right. know? Yeah. Or it won't happen because it can't happen because you weren't there because you didn't do it. it that's a, exa- very well stated. Exactly. Very well stated. We okay. all get it. Let me. I remember though, <clears throat> yeah, like the, I, and I would encourage people to just try and go on some adventures <laughs> like whilst you're in high school because I remember meeting like groups of like friends in college occasionally and like maybe as like part of a club or something and you'd go and talk to them and like the first time you tongue out they'd be like oh yeah i remember when we went camping it was this crazy thing it's like and then and they'd have like all these stories or something and be like oh you guys sound like fun but then after like five or six times hanging out you'd realize like this is the only story you have like interesting it was like every like you guys must have had a lot of fun on whatever this camping trip was but Every single story you guys tell is about this camping trip. And it's like, you got, you got to, you know, there's got to be more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> like more. Like You need, you guys need to start adding some new experiences because you've been talking about this for like a long time now. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I had a very similar experience, maybe not in quite the same capacity when I got to college <laughs> and it was like, before you go to Radford university, they have this like evening where everybody goes up and like spends a night in the dorms and they sort of like take you through some paces and it's like, a, yes. it's like a big social. Yeah. Basic. I remember that. I yeah. went to that too. Yeah. So it's, it's just like an opportunity for you to potentially like meet a handful of people before you actually go, uh, like to, you know, like before school actually starts, maybe get you like some idea of like what the dorms are going to be like. Yeah. How did that go for you? <clears throat> oh, I did not enjoy it. No, it was not. It Well, I mean, it was, it was like fun in bursts. Like I remember out on the quad, like there's like, like this huge group of people and everybody started this like pickup game of, uh, like flag football. And I remember like at this point in time, I was like in very, very fresh, like cross country track shape. I was like fast. Yeah. I wasn't big. I weighed like 135 pounds, right? But like I could run and for flag football, that's very useful. And it was like definitely frustrating. Some of these guys who were like, you know, coming out of high school as former football players. So while you're out there, like, you know, it's the middle of the summer, you're sprinting around, you're playing football, you're doing all this stuff. I remember I was wearing a brand new t-shirt that I bought from PacSun. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) It was a Hurley Mm. t-shirt, the brand. And, um, and so I remember like a guy like, you know, received a ball, scored a touchdown, whatever. And this guy comes up behind me and just pushes me like, you know, I mean, it's two hand touch, but it's like two hand push. Right. And he pushes me and I just go like barreling like end over end through the grass, which is fine. I mean, I like, I wasn't hurt or anything like that, but covered in grass stains. Oh no. And sweating <clears throat> like crazy. Mm-hmm. And promptly after this, this like, like person, uh, RA, whatever resident assistant comes out and they're like, you know, shouting for people to come and take their photo IDs 
for their student ID, which I will have <laughs> for the next four years. Oh no. Yes. And mm. it's just like, this is the thing. Ah, crap. Oh boy. That's a f- unfortunate. I know. So I like, I like walking to the gym, which is air conditioned, but then coming from the outside, I like start sweating more. Yeah. And it's just like <sighs> miserable. Um, but then long story short, I feel like what happened was I got to my room at the end of the night where they're like, all right, guys, like lock in at nine. Most people had apparently just figured out how to bypass the lock in and went and like went to like a party or something. You're like, like, so, like it turns <clears throat> out that all of the incoming people had upperclassmen friends they already knew and who were just already living on light side or dark side. Yeah. And they were just going to go party with them. Exactly. Something to that effect. Something to that effect, including like the like. So you're in like a uh, like a suite or whatever. So you've got like a roommate and then like a bathroom and then like they, there's two other people. Yeah, all three of them went. And so I was just like, how do they, yeah? How do people know? How do people know? I don't know. I don't this know. This was this. Uh, yeah, I remember. So let's see. I remember that that was such a go uh such a thing. Like with my freshman, because I went to Radford my freshman year as well. And I remember just being like, I wanted like random roommate. Just like let's go. Or just like and thinking this would be a great way to like meet like friend number one. This yeah. would be like guaranteed. We're rooming together. We don't know each other. Boom. We both obviously chose random though because that's how we ended up together. Right. Great. Like we must have the same goal in mind or whatever. And I, me and my freshman roommate were, you know, pretty good friends, I suppose. Like, um, you know, we went to several parties together and we got along just fine. We sure. never like bothered each other or anything. But I remember getting there and exact same situation like like even though he had chosen random roommate, he had tons of upperclassmen friends yeah. of which I had none. Uh, or, well, maybe maybe like one person I knew uh, from high school, but otherwise it was just like he was just like gone almost immediately. I was like, all right, whoops. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> that all did right. not pan yeah, out how I intended. More difficult to meet people. Yeah. I remember though on that, that same Radford orientation thing one i don't remember i didn't play any flag football or anything oh, but missed out great game <laughs> i remember like the little group they had to sit i think i might have told the story before i'm gonna tell it again it's been a while like they're like showing you around the campus and telling you all about it, and this is that place and this is that place or whatever and they do some like icebreaker games because the idea is that hopefully you just meet some people here who you can hang out with once you get of course to yeah. school or whatever yep and like the oh, this oh, it still makes me mad and embarrassed to even think about but it's oh, they had everyone stand on a line and like or the little team leader or person stands on their side and like, all right, um, the game is just like walk across like the path. If your favorite meal of the day is breakfast and I was like, okay, so I walk across and I turn around and literally no one else had walked across. I was like, oh no, oh no, I was like no. what do you mean? You're all crazy. First of all, breakfast is amazing. But second of all, how could you do this? I was like, and everyone was just looking at me like you are like the looks at me. It was just like, wow, wow, dude. Like you have really put yourself like don't know anything. I think no one talked about that. <laughs> no like that was the looks I was getting like, okay, you just went by yourself. That was a bad move. <clears throat> like, okay, everyone in this groups uh, officially crossed off potential friends list. All right, we're good. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you guys don't like eggs or bacon. I get it. It's cool. Fine. Cool. It sounds like they're just missing out. I mean, I was, have they ever even had a mimosa it, before? It was just one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like they said, this is the game and you just, you know, like I didn't occur to me to like look around and be like anyone else go in, you know, 
or maybe I don't know. Maybe I was just like near the front of the group or something. It just didn't have any like peripherals on it. But oh boy, crossing that gap was definitely earned me some just like uh, some like like weird stares. It does it, that. That feels like like um just the only reason I could even make sense of it is just purely because like high school age yeah. is is just not the friendliest experience yeah. on the whole. Like as as adults. I almost feel like there would be inevitably in a group of people, there would be someone else. I'd be like, you know what? I'm joining him. He's got a point. Like someone would have saved you. Yeah. I I know someone would have been, or, or or at least would have been like, uh, yeah, I feel like, I could have joked about it better I as an adult. Like I could have turned around and been like, you're all crazy. Like I had no self-awareness about it. Like I didn't have enough self-esteem to turn around and just like own it in the moment or anything. I was just incredibly embarrassed. Apparently that breakfast was my favorite. Meal <laughs> <of the day. laughs> like, uh, what a weird thing. It like totally backfired on the counselor too. Cause I feel like they were taken to the situation. Like, dude, you should have stayed over there. <laughs> oh no. Uh, they didn't say that anyway. Uh, there was also like, yeah, the social or whatever at night. And I remember like, I, w- I didn't go there. Like, uh, there, I didn't, I wasn't going to know any, or there, I knew there were people from my graduating class at cave spring who were also going to Radford, but no one who I was like particularly good friends with or okay. anything. Yeah, yeah. So it was sort of that weird, awkward situation. Where it's like, I'm here. And I did just go to school with some of you, but I'm not really friends with you, but we know each other, but like, it's a little bit like I would, I'm not really embarrassed to do anything in front of anyone except you guys. Cause you already sort of have an established reputation of me. Yeah. No one else really does. And it's like this very awkward. This goes back to the thing we were talking about with dancing Yeah, yeah. where it's like, it's, exactly it's so hard to dance in front of your friends. If I was around a com- uh, total strangers, I would totally dance. Right. It's, it's I think it, maybe. It is, yeah, maybe, maybe. So there was a couple of things that happened that night. So I'm sure when you went there, they had their big like portable rock wall thing yeah, set they, up. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Did you do it? No. Well, I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like just sitting there like I have no, I don't know anyone, right? I'm, I'm the breakfast guy. So I'm clearly <laughs> flying solo. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like looking at this thing and I'm like, that's a, like, I want to do that. That looks fun. And I'm like, and I'm by myself and no one else is doing it like, <laughs> like it's one of those, it's one, odd, of those things. Yeah. it's one of those odd things like I feel I, I've made this joke before but every single college like yeah. pamphlet that goes <clears throat> out will include a rock wall on the pamphlet because it makes the college look fun yeah and no one ever uses those rock walls ever oh, this like, is, <clears throat> yeah I had yeah I had two rock uh, two artificial rock wall experiences at Radford one was on the initiation or the 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 pre term social mm-hmm. whatever thing. I was like, okay, I don't know anyone. I don't have anything to do or anyone to talk to. So I'm going to go do that because I always like rock climbing. So I'm just going to do it. And yeah, I was like, there's no line. There's no one there at all. The guys just stared in there like you want to go I was like, yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me guess. Let me you like breakfast. <laughs> So I did it. I immediately came out. I was like, well, I guess that took like three minutes. Now I got to figure out something else to do. Should I just do some reps? You got to go back up. <laughs> so terrible. Uh, it's just like one of these like, I'm a little, am I embarrassed? I don't know. I'm pretty sure rock climbing is cool, but there's definitely no one doing it. So I don't know why it's so funny. I know. It's just like, what is the setting? I don't, I don't know. Like it's anyway, I did it. Um, But I will say the evening eventually turned around. There was like a bunch of pool tables at like the what the mm, what is the The Bonnie the Bonnie. Yes, you remember you went there for four years. (laughs) Yeah, sure did. Bunch of pool tables. 
in the body and I remember being just like I because I'm like having this like internal struggle like I really don't want to just like be that guy who's just like all right peace I'm gonna just you know sleep you know oh, sure like sure. that's the that's like the obvious exit like you can just go back to the dorm at whatever point and just sleep you'll wake up and then you'll leave and that'll be that so it's like I don't I really I really feel like I need to do something to give this like a chance to like actually try so there's like people playing some billiards and I'm like these people look like they've just met based on it. They're obviously just a bunch of guys my age. And I'm like, can I play winner? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And then that was that was a very good in for like the rest of the evening because I did play the winner and then I won like five games in a row. And it was just like everyone like you could tell these guys were like, oh, this guy is really good at pool. Like this is what a show. So you, you went from like the lone pin to the king pin. I did. Yeah, I immediately <coughs> just like earned a bunch of rep points on the pool table with these people. And then this was the really awkward part though. I'm like game three, two people from my high school like recognize me and they like come over and like, oh, Hey, like they want like clearly they also have no one to talk to and oh, like sure, they sure. have like recognized me as a familiar face and they're like, hey, do you want to go do this? And I'm like, I know now that I'm like, I'm like in the zone. I'm like, um, kinda, kinda I'm kind of running table kinda, over kinda, here, kind of in the middle of a thing here. So I don't think I actually went over and hung out with them, but I did then eventually move from the pool table with those people to the bowling alleys. And then I did actually have like a few, you know, new Facebook friends going into Wow. freshman year so it all worked out pretty well <clears throat> it's so in the impressive end. yeah it's so <laughs> impressive well owning a pool table really pulled off the really really paid off in that moment that makes sense that makes yeah. sense yeah 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 <clears throat> also my my experience with with friend making on this particular it, it, like situation was slightly odd mm -hmm. because it led because your favorite meal is lunch <laughs> <laughs> i was good man <laughs> Everybody was like, heck yeah, lunch. lunch. <laughs> That's like the break in the middle of the day. <laughs> uh, no. So I, I like, I like did make a couple of friends, like a couple of like, like touch points. And I was like really excited about it. <clears throat> but one of them in particular ended up being extremely, it was like a very odd situation because it ultimately led to what became like the most awkward friend breakup that I've ever been anywhere a part of oh <clears throat> it was really it was an incredibly odd situation but so i met this guy at at this event and it, it was like you know we walked up and he was just like super super charismatic and apparently his sister had like gone to radford like six years prior so it was this like unusual thing but almost like in every movie where like uh like a character travels to like an alien place you know like to like to like a foreign location and there's that like point person that they meet that just like becomes their guide that like yeah. somehow knows like a little bit of everything yeah so it's like sim <clears throat> sim yeah the name of the wind bingo right. Right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was just like, like, he knew everything. He knew where everything was. He could tell you like the history of all of the buildings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, man, you were like extremely useful, but he was also just an incoming student. He wasn't like a guide or, or anything like that. But yeah, ridiculously charismatic. So funny. Like I remember just being like in stitches, like, you know, like this guy is just like hilarious. Give me such a great addition. It's gonna be so fun to like go to parties and stuff with, because he's just like that. He's, he's like the, the person who can, make it fun. Right. And I was like, Oh, it's gonna be so awesome. And what ended up being really odd about it was I had like a group of friends that I was coming to Radford with, um, which I actually would not recommend. I would be much more in camp 
get a random roommate. Definitely go random roommate, guys. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? You can still just go ahead and meet up with your old friends. No problem. Exactly. But the roommate <clears throat> can also be like an avenue to meet <clears throat> their group friend. of friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which can be great. Um, but so like my group of friends ended up like hanging out with this guy. He like sort of like became like a part of the group. And what we very quickly found out in the first few weeks of school is that like he was sort of like it feels incredibly mean to describe it this way, but it was like, it was really odd because he had all these jokes that were so funny and like he, like the delivery was so good. But what we figured out was that is because he always used the same jokes. Ah, uh, he had like, like a routine. He had like a routine. Mm. And so it's like, it was really great the first night. <laughs> It was really good the first night and like even probably the first several times like it was like the delivery was spectacular. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, like like this. It's like he's a stand up comic and it was like it's like he's a stand up comic. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you went like every single night and realized that like the the hesitant delivery and stuff like that was all part of like the performance. Right. You can do the same routine if you're traveling to a new city every night because it's a brand new audience. Brand new audience. Yeah. yeah you got the same audience every night. You can mix up the material, man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was one of these things where more than anything, I think that like there were like a group of like six of us who all knew each other and he like sort of like fell in with the rest of the group, which meant that like for the most part, we were all spending time together anyway because we were like either roommates or, or existing friend group. And so it, it sort of became the case that he would like pop in unexpectedly maybe like too often mm. <laughs> like it, it and i don't want to get i don't want to like instill anxiety into anybody who's at home and like man my like guys can my friends take out too much um <clears throat> i think it was just a huge learning curve the first couple months of school um so anyway it was just sort of like one of these things where i think for all and for any other situation it would have been so easy just to sort of like drift in the way that certain friendships do yeah but for some reason there was one guy in my friend group who was like determined to make it like like a clean break and so like i remember one day i get back from class (laughs) like we need to talk to him yeah i remember like i get back from class and he's like i took care of the like i won't say the guy's name but i took care of the guy problem and i was like what do you mean you took care of the guy problem? It sounds to me like you made a bigger problem is what it sounds like. That's exactly <laughs> what it did. It was like, this could have been fine. This could have been like a situation where it was like, we just sort of like all go our separate ways. And like when we see each other on the quad, it's still like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, hey. And he'd be like, good morning. Because that's what he always said. Yeah. And it was hilarious because it was usually evening when he said good morning. Uh, I was like, oh, what? that's funny. Man. I don't expect that. Wrong and, time of day. Then eventually. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's that's, that's what joke. makes it funny. Yeah, um, no, so it could have been fine. And like even the guy was I mean, he was just so, he was such like an inherently friendly dude. And I remember I had like a pair of like like sneakers that I was like uh, that like I had brought to college that, like I wasn't wearing and like the rest of us wore like these like skate shoes and stuff. And he wanted to be like a part of that. And so like I given him these skate <laughs> shoes, you gave him shoes. Yeah, so I gave him a pair of shoes that I had and he was really, really excited about it. And he wore them everywhere and then like this guy in my group goes and goes and breaks up with him (laughs) for all of us (laughs) and then i get oh my god it's gonna make me sad to talk about it i get a text from guy like the next day and he's like i'd like to return your shoes and i'm like no no guy uh, it's like you don't wasn't me (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's not you it's him (laughs) popcorn culture is sponsored by shopify Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. 
In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dude, okay, this reminds me very much of, uh, okay, of a story from 
my first week as an eighth grader at Cave Spring Junior High. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I'm so going back. You're familiar. Um, I think the the phrase they used at uh, our school was natural helpers. Yeah. Because you were one. I was one. You were a natural helper. Look at you. Yeah. Basically, to become a natural helper, I think you just have to sort of be like a real stand-up student in like sixth or seventh grade. So that by the time you get to eighth grade, you're like, you've stood out to the faculty and they select you or something. Oh, I got, I got picked after sixth grade. Boom. Look at you. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it works. I got there in eighth grade. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, what the natural helpers do is that when you have people transferring in from other schools, you will, they will get assigned to you to be like your friend who will show you around and be like, Hey, this is where the things are. Let me show you how to get around the school. Uh, so I remember going in, it's like another, another orientation situation, like before the school year started. And I remember like looking up at the selection of natural helpers or whatever. And I see this one guy, he's clearly got on like a shirt from the soccer team last year. He's like super tall. He's got like cool beach blonde hair. His name was Hal. I'll just go ahead and say it. Cool guy. And I'm like, oh man. Oh, I know Hal. Yeah. Everyone knows Hal. Hal, he was great. Great guy. Great guy. I'm like, man, I hope I get paired up with that guy. I didn't. (laughs) I eventually was became friends with Hal because I was on the soccer team and stuff. But um, anyway, I got paired with someone else whose name I won't say because um, and he, but he was perfectly fine for like, you know, we went through orientation first day of school and showed me around it was great sat down at lunch the first day. There's like my my class had this like big group of just like guys who were all kind of in the same thing, kind of in this like soccer video game, you know, eighth grade boy cluster oh yeah whatever i know the type yeah you know the type you were in eighth grade yeah you were an eighth grade boy at one time <laughs> I, I was there and i'm just sitting at, and i'm immediately put in like the big group and i'm like this is fantastic like, look at all these new people i get to talk to great um this is good and that's how it was for day one and for day two and then i show up on day three and somebody i don't know what happened i don't know how long in the making it was, but basically um, the, the whole group decided that my natural helper guy was oh, going to be no. the was was your guy. And they were just like, we are we are done. He got voted off you. the island. He got voted off the island, basically. So we showed up to lunch the third day they, and they just like blindside him basically. And like the whole group, which was like like 15 guys has been like completely split and like eight are sitting over here and like three are sitting over here and they're like you can't sit with us and like all of a sudden I, and I this is the only person I know you know like he's he's been assigned to me as a friend and now on day three it's like been reversed it's like now I I am the only I can't abandon you because that would be like I oh, can't do no. that because I don't know anyone else and you you're like the only person I know <laughs> <clears throat> and no one told me about this <laughs> Game of Thrones style <laughs> situation that was about to happen. Someone could have mentioned Someone it. Someone could have told me. And so I, I, the, the entire rest of the year, am stuck just sitting with my natural helper guy and his one other friend at lunch every day. And it is the longest hour of the day every day. It is so boring. No one has anything to talk about. No wonder you don't <laughs> like the best meal of the day. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Lunch. Are you kidding me? No, no way. No, thank you. Have you been to eighth grade? To- <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> no, lunch would eventually get better, <clears throat> but in, in future years, but that was a very weird scenario. That is, yeah, a- I was just, I, ugh, I got so, I got so trapped there. I, interestingly, I can tell you the inverse of this story because I had yeah. as a natural helper uh, at the beginning of each year, you know, you're assigned like your, your person or whatever, or yeah. if somebody comes in the middle of the year. And I remember, <clears throat> 
when I was going into eighth grade, uh, I showed up for this day and it's like before school starts and stuff. And you like show them around, like walk around the school and just kind of give them like the full tour and stuff. And like in eighth grade, I was still probably like four foot eight, you know? And like, I was like, I had not like grown yet. Yeah. And up walks to this guy who has like, who is already like five, six with a beard. you know. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Whoa, like you are, you are uh, bigger than, <laughs> like you you've already grown and, and it's like one of these things where it's like you know like a reasonably like handsome guy and stuff like that and so uh like i'm like oh man like this is gonna be fun like we'll be friends and um I, I start showing him around and this guy I, I wouldn't have even known the word misogynist when i was in eighth grade uh. but like i knew that whatever this guy was saying was not good. It was not good. <laughs> and I was like, Oh dear. Like, I was like, I'm not going to be able to be close friends with you, <laughs> but I am also the person who is like, who has been assigned to be your friend, mm. you know? And so it was it, like, it wasn't something where like I had any, like I didn't, it, it wasn't that like, you know, I wanted anything bad for this person or anything like that. It was just largely that I was like, we are not on the same, like, like, we're not vibing, I guess, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's just different. Uh, and I don't know that I I remember this day, like so clearly, cause I remember just being like, you can't say these things. (laughs) Like that's not okay. But I didn't know what to say because I was also like, suppose like a by design for, for one, even then I was a people pleaser. And two, that's like my job today is to be nice to you. (laughs) Right. And you're making it hard. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. That's okay. I got through it. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I also eventually got through eighth grade. <laughs> Thanks mostly to time and nothing else. <laughs> the, the sheer glacial passing uh, the of time. sheer glacial passing of eighth grade. Easily the worst year of school. Easily for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all right. I, I remember that year. <clears throat> yeah. That was the year we moved, <clears throat> obviously. That was the whole situation. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. You know. Okay. Okay, so we should we transition? Let's let's transition. Transition. And we're back. Oh yeah. Alright, so earlier earlier I mentioned words like outer and rim. Yeah. Which is because I I I watched the most recent episode. Well, I guess by the time this comes out, two episodes ago of The Book of Boba Fett. Episode five of uh, The Book of Boba Fett. Which is effectively the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> man. Okay. DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's okay. I, I feel like I feel like it's taken me like, you know, a few seasons or a couple seasons of Mando, Book of Boa Fett, like some other context clues, the general vibe towards the the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And it's like I feel like you and I have talked about this fairly a bit a lot. Yeah. But I feel like maybe we're starting to get a, a, an image as to the future of Star Wars. I agree. I think, yeah, the, like enough time has passed since the sequel trilogy has come out and Mando has sort of like taken the helm of the most popular Star Wars thing that is doing Star Wars the most correct in the best way. And it's got Grogu and it's like, oh, it's so good. And now they're going to be introducing a bunch of new shows this year. They've got like the Book of Boba Fett obviously coming out now. We've got Ahsoka coming out. We've got Obi-Wan coming out. But in, and it seems like the stories are going to be a lot more interconnected 
than we thought because like yeah this fifth episode of book of boba fett is effectively just like an appetizer episode of mandalorian season three in fact (laughs) i would almost say that even if you're not watching the book of boba fett you should watch this one episode you don't need to watch the rest of the the, no context needed yeah but my guess is that you're going to need to have seen this episode to understand everything that happens in future mandalorian adventures yes it'll be very (laughs) curious to see how in like episode one of Mandalorian, like how much exposition they give to be like, how'd you get that Naboo starfighter? <laughs> oh, yes. you know? yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. That's true. Like whether or not, cause they'll, they'll need to, they'll need it to be okay that you haven't seen this episode. Exactly. They, they won't, they'll need you. They'll need to not require you to have seen it, which means they'll have to provide some explanation. Right. But like, it'll be curious <clears throat> to see how much, cause this is one of those situations. Okay. But yeah. so what I think is interesting about this though, is that what, what they're doing right now is something that's, that I personally find kind of fascinating. And I think it's like a, like a threefold like endeavor, but I think one of the, do you remember early on in super Carlin brothers? Well, I'm sure you do, but you made a video called like all Jedi are evil. Uh, yes. It was uh, like the, um, the part two to like, Oh, like we're all Sith or something. Yeah. And so basically at like, I think what it really comes down to, and like, this is what the, the prequel trilogy was all about was sort of like maybe a, like a little bit of the Jedi losing the way a little bit and, mm-hmm. and maybe not acting like the way that Jedi were ultimately like intended to act and stuff. And I think that like a lot of what you maybe learn as time goes on, or maybe like what Luke was struggling with at one point in time is that like the Jedi's path is like not really the best like it's, right. it's like a little too stringent. It's a little too detached. It's like, yeah, you know, like, like Harry Potter, for example, it's like the, the underlying message is love. And with the Jedi, the underlying message is sheer detachment. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, like <clears throat> love was part of Anakin's problem. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was basically the whole problem, right? Like yeah. he loved Padme and they got married and that wasn't allowed and they had to keep it a secret. And then he thought, and then he loved her so much and he thought she was going to die. And, he went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he did. It's, yeah, you're exactly right though. But it's, I mean, it's taking that very idea. It's like, it's like you would do anything for the person you loved. Right. And it's like, Anakin's like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, here's the thing. If the Jedi were just like, yeah, no, like you love her. Like, of course, go save her, go be with her. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. But instead it was like the Jedi can't find out at all. And I have to keep it a secret. And I, and because I have to keep it a secret, she's going to die. Now I hate the Jedi for making this basically their fault. And it kind I mean, it's definitely not a hundred percent their fault, but like not zero, not zero, not zero. Like not at zero. some point in time, every individual needs to be held accountable for their actions. But also like there, there was some greater stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know, like, a, like above his head, a few floors up. And, um, <clears throat> so what I think is interesting about that though, is that what, what they're really introducing is, is I think like Grogu as like the potential Jedi, but then Mando where, their code of the Mandalorian is, is like almost the exact opposite of the code of the Jedi, Mm -hmm. which like their whole thing is like loyalty and like, you know, commitment to one another and like upholding these values and stuff. And so what I feel like you're, you're getting is maybe like the, the customs of Mandalore meeting the customs of the Jedi to hopefully create 
whatever the the convergence of these two ideals oh, that's exactly are. what's happening and it, i mean and i think <clears throat> it makes perfect sense because like the whole thing is that we're we're seeing like the dark saber sort of like make its its rounds and the dark saber was originally created by the first ever mandalorian jedi mandalorian jedi tar Vizla. Ta- yes look yeah. at you go there you go you got that you got the that, i got the that star wars lores you got it you got it so anyway but <laughs> what i feel like we're seeing though is is like it must be the case that these are two things and probably even as star wars fans it's like we love jedi we love mandalorians put them together what could be better what could yeah <clears throat> you got the black the black lightsaber you got little grogu you've got jedi you've got mandalorian oh first of all let me just say the title the mandalorian is like becoming a better and better title like by the day oh yeah you because know? it's not about <clears throat> but dinjarin the, well because because it is and it isn't right right like dinjarin is not of mandalore he's a foundling but he is the most mandalorian of the mandalorians like he is upholding everything the best but then like it's also talking about the Mandalorian like as a race of people like the Mandalorian, you know, like them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like all of them. But then I really think the show the specific reference is to Grogu. Grogu is the Mandalorian. Yeah. Like that's going to be the end all because like they keep talking about whoever wields the dark saber is going to be the one to lead Mandalore. And you're like, oh, well, it's going to be Din Djarin. And he's going to have that. And like, of course, he should have it. But like, but like lightsabers are held by jedis and he can't use the force and he's raising grogu and grogu can use the force and he's going to be a jedi and like grogu's going to be the mandalorian yes <clears throat> and and the thing about grogu too is that like i think i think what everybody's frustrated with with star wars is just like the whole like everybody's just done with the skywalker saga yeah it's like we gotta wipe our hands clean up like of it we just like it's it, i don't even think it's anybody's fault I think that like the the series has come out across so many different literal generations of people yeah. that like I mean like our parents who exist to like a generation saw the original Star Wars trilogy come out and then there's like another generation that saw the prequel trilogy and then there's a generation that's seeing the sequel trilogy and like everything is attempting to be like relevant to its current times it's all trying to do different things it's all trying to be like an allegory for something else and the problem is is that it's just not cohesive and if <laughs> yeah. the, if the MCU <clears throat> has taught us anything it's that cohesion be awesome yes like it's like you can have stories that are really really good as standalone stories but then also if there is a central through line that has been established and been prepared by someone who has a vision then like it's gooder it is it is gooder it There's is no doubt about it. it is much more goodness yeah and so what i think that they're going to do and the fact that it's it's so perfect that it's a member of like yoda species grogu is that we know that they live for a very long time like 900 ish plus years which means we can get far far away far far away from the existing timeline we can start here where everyone's familiar everyone knows the rules of the current timeline yes you can have a little baby grogu he's already 50 years old but you can shoot that grogu like an arrow into the future 400 years where most everything will have changed except he'll only be like middle-aged yeah and but middle-aged but awesome because he's going to be uh yoda in mandalorian armor with the dark saber almost <laughs> inevitably know? like um, like if they are not like to me i think they almost must be setting up grogu to be the central character 
of like the next big like cinematic trilogy. Yes. You know, and, and here's the, here is like where I think like what it's a concept that I would love to, to just get out into the world. But it's like, I think what you can do if you let him exist far into the future is still let the characters of the now be important in much more subtle ways. Like right. let their existence be important as they are ideas. So yeah. like, like if you go back to the force awakens, for example, Luke Skywalker as an idea is a ridiculously powerful and fun thing to think about. It's like, nobody knows where he is. The force is real. Yeah. All of it. Dark side, light side, you know, whatever. Right. You he get, defeated the emperor. He defeated Darth Vader. He blew up the death star. This guy's amazing. Right. Yeah. And, and now, and now he's somewhere he's hidden. He's it's gone. like, and it's like, everybody wants to know where he is. It is like the central mission of everybody. And so what, what I'm getting at here though, is that like Luke Skywalker as an idea is awesome. It's like, but, but like in the last Jedi, it's like he, He's not, I, I don't like him as a character, you know, right. it's like, I want his importance to be his importance because Luke is important, but like, that's all, you know, like I, yeah. I, I like I, you know, you don't need further character development of Luke, right? Like you, you thought he would come in and just be an established hero. Yes. Yeah. And um, he's not, he's like, like a washed up hero who doesn't care anymore. Right. And so, and so what you end up having to see is like a story arc for Luke Skywalker that just ultimately, in my opinion, feels kind of forced and largely unnecessary. Yeah. Same thing with Leia, you know, it's like in, in Han, even for that matter, it's like the fact that they killed Han in the force awakens is like, it's symbolic. It's important because you care about Han as an idea, not specifically like the on screen person. Right. So what I feel like could ultimately happen with with Grogu series again if you're like hundreds of years in the future it's not that you can't still have like like someone find Luke Skywalker's lightsaber or like this is a remnant of Ray the Great you know right, or, like, or something you like can, yeah I mean here like you already know for one that Grogu can at least have some memories of the Empire because he was born while it was around. Yes, he can have memories of Din Djarin, right? Because he's around in the now. He can have memories of the the resistance and the first order if you want, you know, like he can have lived through all of that and he was trained. We know at least some by Luke, you know, like that's going to be like that'll all be part of his past and that you can carry into the future. But those characters don't have to be around anymore. Exactly. Yeah, they can be important in their own in, in right. like in a in, yeah like i said in a very subtle way yeah it's it's there it's present it's we still there. all get to enjoy it like inevitably somehow din jaren's armor will end up in grogu's possession and maybe he'll make a tiny little mandalorian helmet that has his ear sticking out of the sides oh from, my god right right yes. right look everyone here's the thing it feels inevitable that Grogu will inherit the dark saber, but it also feels <clears> inevitable <throat> to me that he will construct a lightsaber of his own using the little ball from the razor crest. There's no doubt about There's that. There's no doubt about it, right? I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah. It has to be the case. It has to be the case <laughs> that that's going to happen. Like he's got to make his own lightsaber with a little ball. It's going to be so cute. Maybe they'll call it the dark razor. Oh, uh, the dark razor. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he'll maybe he'll have like a white one and it'll be like the, the a literal lightsaber. Ah, you know, oh, instead of the dark saber, the I, lightsaber, but it's actually it's also a lightsaber. You get it? <laughs> I do get it. Like pretty cool. Force, dark side of the force. Maybe it'll be double bladed and it'll be black on one side, white on the other. 
What? That'd be insane. So many cool ideas. So, but, man, yeah, all right. Well. Young Star Wars. Hey, hit us up. <laughs> we're, we're here. We're I got available. ideas. <laughs> all right. I like it. I like it. I, yeah. think, I think there's cool stuff. So anyway, I mean, but that makes me excited because I do feel like Star Wars uh, like has like in a, in a lot of ways, it's actually funny. Like, again, if I were to look at it just from the way that it has affected us as like inside of our profession and stuff yeah. is like in the early days, some of our most popular videos were Star Wars videos. Yeah. Like, and, and I remember like even when we were tapped to do the the deal with like Lenovo where we were brought out to do like this like Star Wars commercial for like a product they had created and stuff. It was like, I remember like the way that even the, all the people on set and stuff like viewed us. They were like, oh, you guys are like the Star Wars guys. And it's like, probably the Pixar guys, but then also maybe even more the Harry Potter guys. Right. <laughs> like, and I mean, not that, not that we're any specifically of, of those things. Cause we just do all of it. But like, it's, it's funny because in a lot of ways it felt like star Wars, like helped project the channel forward. Mm-hmm. It's like some of, some of the most popular early stuff that we made, even some of the most highly viewed videos on our channel to this day. And yet it's probably the fandom that we cover the least. Yeah. Like, I would bet in 2021, we made more Avatar The Last Airbender videos than we did Star Wars videos. Ooh, could be. I mean, I know we were making some stuff when Mando was coming out, and I think we made, like, one Bad Batch video. Yeah. Because that was, like, a very unknown. That was, like, the first new Star Wars thing that had come out since Mando, and I was like, everyone's so excited about that. Maybe they'll be excited about this. And I'm sure there are some Star Wars channels that are full-time Star Wars that did oh, just sure. fine with Bad Batch and stuff. But I think it probably hit our audience like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like some of us watched it. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's <clears> the <throat> thing is that like things haven't, they haven't found their way into like the broad strokes. Like, yeah. and, and I feel like if you were to maybe attempt to articulate the way that like our audience seems to respond to our fandoms, it's almost that like with, with Harry Potter, like let's say you have the barrel of ideas, like, there's the stuff on the top that anybody might be able to understand. Like is Hagrid super rich? Like it's everybody knows who Hagrid is. It's a very easy concept to grasp. It's not very deep, but then like, I mean, we can go as far as like, you know, I don't know, like is Credence the Obscurus, the heir of Slytherin? I don't know because he's a parcel mouth and can talk to Nagini. It's like, like we can, we can take splinters from the bottom of the idea barrel. And like people are so leaned in that they, that we're, we're not like, we're not going too far. Right. You know, it's like, like people are, are very in depth. Um, and, but like, but with, with star Wars, I feel like you do have to, you have to find those concepts. Like what do lightsaber colors mean? Right. Yeah. Like what are, what are the broad strokes star Wars things at the moment? Yes. And yeah. and I think that's probably where you, you, you can't go to techno babble into that and still have, the mass appeal. But I, I think that in part of that is just like the, like the, the fandom is it, it exists in such a segmented way. Does that make sense? Like, like everybody sort of like star Wars for a different reason, but what they need is for everybody to like star Wars for the same reason, right? In the same way that everybody <clears throat> likes, you know, the MCU, like, like all of the characters on the outside, of course. And like some, like some of the movies, just the standalones are absolutely fantastic, but the way it all converges, I think is really what it, it's like. It, it, I don't know. It's the glue. Yeah. The Avengers. Yeah. The Avengers. Boom. Yeah. Are they going to have Avengers style star Wars movies? If, I mean, it, 
if Disney has anything to say about it, they will. I know, right? But like, <laughs> and certainly Disney does have things to say about it. But this this is what I feel like they're doing right now. I feel like what they're doing is they're like, we hear you. And we're going we're gonna to take your hand and we're going to walk really slowly for a little bit. Yeah. And we're going to like, we're not going to, no intergalactic threats. Everything's small. We're on Tatooine. Right. We're on Tatooine. Look, hey, we'll save the movies for the big giant balls that blow up other giant balls. Okay. No Death Stars. Right. 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 Yeah. You can the, have the, no Death Stars. No Emperors. No, no Emperors. Yeah. We're just, we're just small stakes. Big, but small. Right. Character driven. Yes. You, you love Let's make you love the characters again. Yes. And in doing so, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think like what they're trying to do is they're, they're like, they're, there's the burning wreckage behind us. But if we walk slowly this way, maybe maybe at some point in time, you'll be excited about the new thing that we can show you again. Yeah. 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 I think not, so. Not, uh, not obscured by the smog. Are you particularly excited about any of the other Star Wars projects coming out like Ahsoka or Obi-Wan? Okay, so my my thing when it comes to Star Wars is that I have not watched Rebels or Clone Wars. Uh, I feel like at some point in time, I'm really, really, really going to need to because it feels like mm. maybe where, you know, like Star Wars had like the great big reset after Disney purchased yeah, it. Right. And it feels like like the expanded universe that all got wiped wiped out is now rebels and clone wars like a lot of the peripheral stuff a lot of the far-reaching stuff a lot of the details that like you might not know like other characters that are like super important that like are not in the main series episodes right or like or even in like rogue one or solo it's like like you, you can't like maybe we're starting to need to know right like you didn't need to know because all you really need to know was the movies yeah like, the movies were always the main players but now it's like they've had all these other little things that the fans are really excited about that they know they have this core audience and now they've got like the mandalorian going really well so like people will they'll tune they'll i feel like people are willing to experiment with newer stuff yeah and so yeah, so yeah i think that's why you're gonna get like ahsoka and like you're gonna be introduced to thrawn and ezra and if you're like a big i'm into star wars like you know who these characters are no problem you spent yeah. tons of time with them exactly even. but there is a very great chance that like a ton of people who watched mandalorian and saw ahsoka show up were like now who is this yeah exactly you know? yeah yeah <clears throat> like so so ahsoka i think is a great example of this because either you saw ahsoka in live action form and you were like in your jaw hit the floor yeah or you were kind of like okay new person new person in, in the same way that like you walk into like boba fett walks into the the cantina and there's like the woman who runs the cantina and it's like she seems important somehow yeah you know but like but i don't know why like yeah. i mean like I, I didn't see her and was like oh my gosh yeah. it's that like but same thing with thrawn you know like thrawn's coming it's like that it's like some of the most popular star wars books but plenty of people might see this blue guy with red eyes show up and be like this guy looks cool all right yeah like yeah what else um <clears throat> so I feel like as we trudge forward, I am being more and more and more motivated to go back and, and start to do some homework and, mm-hmm. and do some catching up. Cause I, I don't, I don't want to miss out on an epic moment. Right. You know, like, like I don't, I don't want it to be the case that I don't know what it means when cap pulls the hammer. Right. You know, like I want, because that's like, it's like one of the most magical fandom based experiences I've had hard stop yeah you know it's like one of this is it's it's amazing it's perfect well that's that's ex- okay so yeah great example like if if we are correct and in fact 
that gr- there will be this is my predict yeah that there will be a trilogy someday where grogu is the main character yep right like here's the thing the trailer is going to be like really cool you're going to see all the traditional star wars things and have the tie fighter you know it's going to be it's going to be cool and at the end what's going to happen is they're going to light up the freaking dark saber and you're just going to like see his profile just the right silhouette. you're just going to see the silhouette and everyone who knows and is oh wow what bad timing everyone who knows is going to lose their freaking mind. Like the internet is going to explode when that trailer inevitably drops someday. And there's going to be some people who didn't watch Mandalorian and haven't seen any star Wars since the rise of Skywalker. And they're going to be, well, I I say that it's pretty hard not to know who Grogu is. It's pretty, it's pretty hard. He's reached like, like population saturation. Yep. But like, you might not know about the dark saber. Like you're not going to lose your mind in the way that people who, like if you showed up to Endgame and you never seen Thor and you know about the hammer, like cat pulling the hammer, you're like, I guess that was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the music, the tone of the film, like everything tells me that that was a big deal, but I don't know why yeah. it's a big deal. I don't know the, this entire saga and the history and what it means to, to be worthy and, and all the rest. Right. Um, here's my other prediction though about about future Grogu. Yeah. Is that like never in a million years could I have told you that that like Yoda, but like as a baby would be the cutest thing ever. Like there's, there's no, my brain never, ever, ever could have started to like connect those dots. Right. Yeah. But that also makes me think like you start to think about, you know, like baby Yoda all geared up in like potential armor, holding the dark saber and stuff. They're going to make him look awesome yeah like he will like it, you will have departed adorable and cute and it will be like like this guy is cool looking yeah and that's like because to me that is the great challenge like that like how yeah, do you, you gotta bridge that gap yeah because like one of the biggest things that took me out of it in attack of the clones is like when when Yoda goes like into god mode and he starts like jumping off all the walls and he's spinning and doing all this stuff it's like it doesn't correlate to me. It's like, you, you mean the guy that's like, like carefully walking across the room, you know, like with, with like, a cane, with a cane. It's like, it's like, I, I can appreciate the fact that this is all him demonstrating his like mastery of the force. And like, that's, yeah, th- that's what you're witnessing. And like yeah. when Yoda walks across the room, he's, he's like, he, he doesn't use it for frivolous reasons. He's not using it to, to, yeah, to walk, to walk. Um, but, but like, but still, you know, like, it, right. Like, I know what you mean. Like, I didn't see that and think like Yoda's cool, you know? And, and I think that they will, they will find a way to make him look just freaking awesome. Yeah. The, the trick is going to be like right now, it's almost impossible to dislike Grogu because all he is is adorable and like he does fun things and obviously just like loves like Din Djarin and it's really cool, but he doesn't have a ton of like, opinions yeah you know so to be very that's like that is going to be like the the edge they have to walk is like if he gets older he's going to have to have had like real experiences that have now formed opinions yep that that hopefully they're able to put forward in a way that you're still just like Roku I would follow you anywhere well and that's I mean (laughs) I feel like what they're going to do is I feel like a lot of his attitude is going to be inspired by Din exactly because I I think that that Mando that that character is just like, I love like sure the, the Mandalorian armor 
the getups look cool and stuff. But like the difference in the way that I feel about Din Djarin and Boba Fett yeah. is like jarring to me. Mm-hmm. It's like the fact that like like when like when Mando walked back on screen, it was like, my boy. My boy. And he's like, and he's just so good. He's like, you know, it's like ethics are great, but he's also sort of like, you know, it's like, I will threaten you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, like he's, he's like very tough, but like, he's, he's not even the fact that like, you know, he's like, he's not taking money, you know, he's like, I'll help because yeah. it's the right thing to do. It's like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm, you're and right. They just got to like instill him with like the Din Djarin-ness. The Din Djarin-ness. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a ness for sure. Exactly. Anyway, Jay, I feel like we're at a good stopping point. Yeah, probably. I feel like I, hopefully people are still hanging around. <laughs> Here for the Star Wars. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I think on the pop in particular, we have spent now maybe three plus lengthy episodes attempting to explain like, just Star Wars, Look, like like attempting to understand the Star Wars. Well, this is this is one of the things. It's like you forget. It's like I think I forget how much I love Star Wars sometimes because it can be such like a polarizing thing, like on the internet. Yeah, but it's like at my core, I really do love it. And like when it's being done well, and I'm just like because when that episode came out of Book of Boba Fett, and it was just like, oh, this is just the Mandalorian. It was like such a welcome surprise. Like, oh my god, I'm getting it. I didn't even. I did not know I was gonna wake up to this surprise today, and it's the best thing. And I'm so excited, and it was so good. And it's just like. Uh, I was like, I want to always be this excited about Star Wars. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, I, and I have to tell you, the candy colored th- motorcycle mopeds in Book of Boba Fett have frustrated me. <laughs> they were, so I don't want to I don't want to add the to the flaming heap yeah. of, of discourse over Star Wars. But there they're, are some things that I just, I'm having a hard time. I with. mean, Boba Fett. Yeah, it's doing some funny things. It's like there uh, there is some some serious like some serious goof happening yeah. on, the, on like a show that's about this like hardened killer. They're like just putting in these like the the cyberpunk gang on the Power Ranger bikes. It's just like an interesting choice. So like the guy with like the gadget Edward Scissor claw hands. And yeah. It's like, okay. All right. I guess that may as well exist. But also <laughs> that Wookiee man. He's cool. I like that guy. <laughs> I like I like that guy. I like that guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Pop. Don't forget that we do have the brand new offering for Q1 of quarterly merch available over at Patreon. We are working with a company called King's Wild Project mm. to develop some just truly spectacular and gorgeous custom popcorn culture playing cards. We had a meeting about it earlier today, and I'm just so excited to see how they're going to look uh, at the $25 tier. If you sign up at any time between now and March 31st, you'll be getting two packs of these playing cards and an uncut sheet of the entire deck of cards, which will kind of be like a really, really, really cool piece of like SCB popcorn culture memorabilia. Uh, But also if you would just like that uncut sheet, you can do that by signing up at the $10 tier for a special offer um, just for signing up sometime between now and March 31st. Again, that's going to be patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise, guys, if you have any feedback on the episode, you can send that to me at popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Otherwise, find us on Twitter and Reddit. And until next time, pop, pop. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.